Once again, a big warm welcome to the City Builders online service. If you've been uh, watching in over the last couple of weeks, it's great to have you back again. For all our regular uh, members, it's tremendous to have you with us. And to anyone else who's tuning in to the, for the very first time this morning, a very uh, special welcome to you in Jesus' name. Uh, this morning I'm going to be talking about something very important, something that we just need so badly in our life in this generation, and that is the spirit of truth. Uh, so I'll read the reading and then uh, I would like us all to pray together. So uh, John chapter 14 verse 6, verse 5 and 6. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where we are going, and how we know the way. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord God, that uh, we uh, are longing to become everything that you want us to be. We thank you, Lord God, for the, uh, the church, the church of the living God, we thank you that you've made us a part of your body. We thank you, Father, that you've given us an incredible future. And, uh, Father, your word says that you promised that you would lead us and guide us. But, Father, we acknowledge this morning our great need of the spirit of truth. Father, we give you thanks for everyone that's listening, that's everyone that's tuning in. And, Father, I just pray, especially in this uh, time of upheaval in the city and the region and the nations, that uh, you would give us great foresight and understanding. Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Jesus was a manifestation of God on the earth. He was a manifestation of love on the earth. But he was also a manifestation of the truth on the earth. I want to read from the Gospel of John chapter 16. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away... The helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. This is the promise of the Holy Spirit. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. This is verse 13. I want you to know this morning that the Word of God is an incredible source of truth. This is called the Word of Truth. And Jesus, before he left, he said that he was going to go, that he must go, and that if he went, that the Holy Spirit would come, the Spirit of Truth. The Holy Spirit this morning is an incredible source and confirmation of truth in our lives. Jesus physically is not here, although the scripture says wherever there's two or more gathered, I am there. I know there are many people in, watch, in uh, lounge rooms watching this message this morning. I want to remind you this morning that the Holy Spirit is with you, that Jesus is in the room, and that you can feel his presence there, you can sense him there. So physically, Jesus is not there, but it can and should be as though he were, in a sense, because his Holy Spirit is there. It's vitally important that we realise that the Holy Spirit 
is actually God himself. God is there this morning. God is here. It's vitally important that our relationship with him is real and that we have crossed over every boundary because sometimes we can uh, be aware of God. We can know that he is there. We're aware that he's in the room. But up until now, we have not really broken through our barriers to establish a real relationship with God. This happened with me as a young man, and I'm so thankful. So it's important that our relationship is real, and it's important that we cultivate a relationship. Our relationship with the Holy Spirit should be, in a sense, something like a relationship between a husband and a wife, or a, or a parent and their child, where the relationship is cultivated. So if we don't cultivate the relationship, we cannot get the maximum benefit out of that relationship. It is always important that we foster our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And this is a daily exercise in communicating in our own way with the Holy Spirit. And the scripture says sometimes we don't know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit, uh, he intercedes in us, through us. So this is a very special way that God made us where we can relate to God as a real person. Jesus, in Acts chapter 1, before he send, ascended into the heavens, he said to his disciples, in Acts chapter 1 verse 5, wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. And then I want to go back to John 16, 13, because this is the promise that Jesus was talking about. He said, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. I want you to say that after me this morning, into all truth. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he speaks, and he will tell you of things to come. John chapter 16, verse 13. A couple of thoughts in introduction this morning. Firstly, to finish the work that Jesus did, we need the helper, we need the spirit of truth. Jesus started the work, but he has called his church in every locality in the world, wherever his people are, he has called his people there to finish the work. What Jesus began, the church is to finish. We should never be looking around for something to do. We never should be bored with ourselves because God has given us a very, very special assignment. Jesus was manifest into the earth to destroy the work of the evil one. And we have the same job wherever we see brokenness, wherever we see hurt, wherever we see people disconnected from God, that is the place that God has called us to be. Number two, the helper, which is the spirit of truth, was initially poured out in the upper room. As we've talked about in the last few weeks, there was no church until the day of Pentecost. Jacob saw the church in Genesis chapter 28. The church was revealed to Jesus in, in Matthew chapter 16, but the church was not birthed until the Holy Spirit came down into that room, into the upper room in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. Now, the church globally must make a habit of returning to the upper room. 
So as we, figuratively speak, speak, uh, return to the upper room, to the place of uh, prayer, we can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit just the same way that they did in the upper room. And this is an amazing promise. In Acts chapter uh, 2, verse 39, it says, For the promise is to you, and this is that first generation in the upper room, uh, for the promises to you, but it is to every generation, and it is to your children, to every generation, and for as many as our God shall call. In other words, that same promise that Jesus made to his disciples and the Father made to his church is exactly the same to us today. If we do not have the Holy Spirit, if we are not experiencing the fullness on the inside of us, then this morning our life, if we open up and we begin to pray and ask God, something will come into us that will change our life. And this is a phenomena right now that is happening around the globe. You know, uh, the scripture says that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of the living God. The church of the living God will never be shut down. We may not be able to gather physically in one place, but whether it's over Zoom or any other technology can be used, that is still equally the church of the living God. And we are thankful for that. But right now, all over the globe, God is calling his church back into the upper room to have a fresh encounter with the Father. And the promise is there for you. The promise is there for your children. The promise is there for every generation and and all those who are far off to as many as our God shall call. Number three this morning is in an age that is clearly post-truth and to a, a great degree has been given over to quite a great deal of delusion, the spirit of truth is a non-negotiable. And uh, if our lives are anchored to the spirit of truth, we are going to be okay. If our church is anchored to the word of God, which is the word of truth, and the spirit of truth is at work in the church, the church will manifest on the earth as the church of the living God. But do you know what? There is always a tendency and there is always a pull to come away from our foundations. Because you see, the devil, the principalities and powers, the demonic world wants the church to negotiate on truth. But it's not negotiable. God has called us to be not negotiable about certain things. You know, there are absolutes that he has put on the inside of his word. And we need to have those foundations absolutely secure in our own life. The scripture talks in Luke chapter 7 about two men. One man built his house on the rock, which is Jesus and his word. The other man, which was foolish, built his house on the sand. And this describes two types of people today. We must have the spirit of truth. I want you to pray this morning, even as I'm preaching. God, give me the spirit of truth. God, fill my heart with the spirit of truth. Father, let my mind be influenced by the spirit of truth. Father, lead me and guide me, I pray in Jesus' name. See, the real danger of this generation is that comfort will trump truth. Feelings are trumping truth, and we are seeing this on the streets of the nations right now. 
Trends of the day are trumping truth and quite often political ideologies are trumping truth. It reminds me of the scripture in uh, Romans chapter 1, 24 and 25, and it says this, that professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made by man. And it goes on to say that, uh, therefore God gave them up and gave them over to uncleanness and they exchanged the truth for a lie and God gave them over to a delusion. This is a really concerning thing, you know, that uh, you know, we can be anchored into the truth, we can be building our life on the truth, but we can begin to drift. And if we allow that drift to become, you know, we can step away from the truth. In my lifetime, our, our, the generations have gone from being in church to post-church, post-truth, post-Christian and perhaps even anti-Christian. All in my lifetime, I've seen this happen before. You know, it is quite amazing because uh, George Orwell book, wrote a book back in, uh, called 1984 and wrote it back last century. And this book, uh, 1984, has a statement in it and it says, the more a society drifts from truth, the more it will hate those who speak truth. This was fiction when it was written. But I believe the call of God on the church is to make Orwell fiction again by being a representative of the truth, by demonstrating the truth, and by being led by the spirit of truth. As I go on, I want to uh, talk to you about a phenomenon in the nations, and it is the rise of false news. And uh, according to a website called theatlantic.com, Americans now rate fake news as more of a problem than climate change, racism and terrorism. And the website uh, reports about a case study that says that false news is continually shared more than the truth. This is the era that we are now living in. And, uh, you know, I know when I was being raised that to say anything other than the truth was not acceptable. We were living in the day where we, you know, in the courts, they said, when someone gave testimony, they would say, nothing but the truth, the whole truth. So help me God. But now we are living post-truth because we have rejected the source of truth. This morning, the church must have a powerful relationship with the spirit of truth. In fact, if the church does not have a relationship any longer with the church, it is now drifted from its foundation, it has become backslidden, and now needs to turn its heart back to God. So this is a call, this is a wake-up call for the church. And we need to understand that God has made available to the church the spirit of truth and he is always there for us and we need to come back this morning to him. This morning I wanted to say that the church of the living God must become the pillar of truth in society. It could be the churches like this will become the last bastion of truth in a society that is drifting from its moorings. For that reason, we must open our heart to the spirit of truth. We must pray to him. We must ask him to come into our life. 
We must ask him to be in our homes and we must ask him to lead us and guide us. John 16, 13 again this morning. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Say it again, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. This was of great concern to the disciple Thomas when he spoke to Jesus. But Jesus gave the answer and he said, he will tell you of things to come. My thoughts this morning for you about the spirit of truth. Number one, when the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit, comes to the church, he will come as the spirit of truth, which is verse 13. When he, the spirit of truth, has come. He is clearly named as the Spirit of Truth. This is who the Holy Spirit is. When Jesus met the woman at the well in uh, John chapter 4, he spoke to this woman prophetically. He had a supernatural divine insight into her life about her past and about her future. But he said to this woman, the hour is coming and now is when those that worship me will worship in spirit and in truth. You know, this is how we are meant to uh, worship God. There is another verse in uh, 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 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says, But we, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image as from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. In other words, you know, if we are really worshipping God in spirit and truth, there's an exchange happening. The spirit of truth is coming into our life. It's changing our life and we are becoming more and more like him. So when he comes, he will come as the spirit of truth. This is his nature and we need to take on his nature and allow him to change us. Do you know what? It's very important because uh, if you look through the scripture, you'll see certain patterns that go from start to finish. And right at the start, when God uh, made the garden and God put man in the garden, he put many trees in the garden, but there were two very important ones. One was the tree of life and the other was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And one of them represents Jesus. One of them represents truth. One of them represents life, but the other one represents humanism. It represents man. It represents the world system. So you see this morning, you can see this pattern all the way through the scriptures where you've got a choice. And this morning, we can follow the way of the world. You know, we can go the way of the world or we can come back to our God. And we can determine on the inside of us, we are going to follow the spirit of truth. We're going to let him guide us into all truth. Which brings me into point number two this morning. When he comes, he will guide you into all truth. This morning, we are living in crazy days. You know, how would you know the truth? So many people have different opinions. How would you know what is a conspiracy theory and what is not a conspiracy theory? How would you know what politicians are telling you the truth and which ones are not? See, we're living post-truth. As I said, in my day, my generation valued the truth. 
But in, these, in this day, people value winning. They value how they feel. They value how they comfort. But I want to tell you this morning that you can only build your life on the truth. And you know, this is what this church is all about. And this is what churches like this are all about. And this is what your life needs to be all about. Because you see, Jesus was a representation of the truth. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except by me. And this morning, as a believer, as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to put your hand and your life, in a sense, in the hand of the Spirit of truth because he promises to lead you into all truth. Amen? I found, you know, when I uh, first became a Christian, there were certain truths that I could not receive at that time. For instance, I found it very hard to believe that God was happy with me. I found it very hard to believe that I was a son of God. I found it very uh, hard to ever believe that I would really ever grow to be a son of God and to be able to fulfill his, uh, you know, his um, purpose in my life. But it's like I began to give myself to him and I began to follow him. And as time has gone by, he's built me as a person. You see, this morning, when he comes to you, he's going to lead you into all truth. This is fantastic. There is a truth that you need today, and we need to be very careful in these days because the world talks about, well, that's your truth. But you see, there is only one truth, and that is his truth, and everything else happens to be our opinion. But this morning, God wants to bring us further. He wants to lead us into all truth. We cannot assume, but we need to be continually guided. We need to be led by the spirit of truth. This morning, I want to say it again. When he comes to you, when he comes to your house, when he comes into your life, he will guide you into all truth. We cannot assume we need to be guided. We need our discernment switched on. In fact, uh, you know, there are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and one of the gifts is the gift of discernment. And it is the gift, it's the ability given by God to discern what is true and what is not. What is fake, what is real. What is the original, what is the counterfeit. And this is a gift that God has given to the church today so that we can walk in truth. Amen? So we need to pray, God, give me the gift of discernment. You know, give me the gift of being able to discern what is right, what is not, what is true, what is false. Because today, to, you know, to uh, speak something other than the truth has become mainstream. And we're seeing it in our media. We're seeing it in our politics. We're seeing it in our education. But if we genuinely seek and pursue and follow, we'll end up in the right place. You know, I believe the principle of following the Holy Spirit is a real key to life. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Well, I want to tell you this morning that for as many as are led by the Spirit of truth, you're going to end up in the right place. You're going to come to the right place. You're going to end up sharp in the Spirit. You know, God wants us to be sharp in the Spirit. 
He's put a spirit on the inside of us. You know, uh, I, I have my own human spirit, but when I was born again, the Spirit of God came to live on the inside of me. And it is like now the Spirit of truth is connected with my human spirit. And together my spirit and the Holy Spirit have become one. And it is like we on the inside can know what's right, what's wrong, which way I should go. This is the incredible Holy Spirit that has given us. You know, the Apostle Paul said this more than once to the church. Don't you know that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit? Don't you know, city builders, that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit? Don't you know, whoever is listening this morning, that God has made you in a very special way and you are called to be the home of the Holy Spirit? This morning, just open up your heart to him as we go through this. Just pray to him and just ask him to come in and fill him. You know, I want you to know that you're not finished this morning. This morning, some people may feel like, man, I've messed things up. I've made so many bad mistakes. You know, maybe you are not a Christian yet, or maybe you've been a Christian for years and have this failure complex. But Jesus said, I am going to, you know, send you the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray the Father and he's going to send the Holy Spirit. And he's going to come and dwell in you. And he is the spirit of truth and he is going to guide you into all truth. This is our future. Amen. It's wonderful. So the third point this morning is when he comes, the the spirit of truth, he will reveal present truth. Now, this is the truth that you need today and that we need today. There is a truth that will set you free now. There is a truth concerning your situation now. This is what we need to do to know Uh, today now. In my relationship with my wife, I need to know what's going on now. And our relationship with the Holy Spirit is like that. You know, in our relationship with the Holy Spirit, he will tell you what's going on now. He will tell you what you need to do now. Amen. So so there's a truth that will set you free now. And there is a truth concerning your situation now. And there is a present truth that will cause you to break through into the next level now. Amen? We need to realise this, that sometimes your circumstances might try and shout down the present truth. And this hinders us from breakthrough. Listen to this, it's John chapter 114, and it talks about how Jesus was full of grace and truth, and I believe that we should aspire to be so as well. Uh, Number four this morning, when the spirit of truth comes, he will reveal progressive truth. This is a most incredible thing. Uh, I want you to know this morning that truth is absolute. Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. The Bible is complete. There is no extra biblical revelation. But Jesus puts on the inside of us a a sense of the future. He guides us into the future. It is like we are here in this point in time, but this morning God is showing us something in the future. This is progressive truth. And this morning we can allow the spirit of truth to guide us into the future and we can be guided into the future safely and securely because the spirit of truth is in us. In Psalm 119, the scripture says, your word is a lamp to my feet, and a light to my path. And this is, uh, 
you know, uh, an indicator of what the spirit of truth is like, that he is a lamp to my feet and he is a guide to my path. God is already talking to us about the future. God is telling our church what he wants in the future. God is talking to you about how to raise your children into the future. God is talking to you about breakthroughs that you're going to have that will lead you into the future. There is a better day ahead for us because God is leading us into the future. The scripture says that God has given us a future and a, and a hope. During this time, God is talking to us about the future church and he's talking about the manifestation of the future kingdom. And we are thankful for that. Number five, and finally this morning, when he comes, he will reveal Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, he asked his disciples, when they'd come into the place called Caesarea Philippi, he asked Peter, he said, who do men say that I am? And, and you know, he really drilled down with Peter and he said, who do you say that I am, Peter? And Peter said, you are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. And this is it, you know, the purpose of the spirit of truth ultimately is to lead us back to Jesus, to make Jesus known, you know, to point to Jesus so that everybody can really come to that place where they have the same revelation. I want to ask you a question this morning. Who do you say that Jesus is? You know, you might be a little like Peter. He said, well, some say you're Jeremiah or Elijah or one of the prophets. You might say, well, you know, Jesus was a great leader. Or how do we even know that there was a Jesus? You know, you've got to do the research. You've got to come to that place yourself where you know. Do you know this could be the most important question that you ever have to answer? I remember the day where I finally realised where it became clear to me that Jesus really is the Son of God that everything that the Bible says about Jesus is the truth. Do you know what? You can't even know this unless the spirit of truth is guiding you. Do you want to pray with me this morning? Actually, before we pray together, I'd like to pray for you. Father, I pray for every person that is listening this morning. Father, I thank you for this message of the spirit of truth. Father, I pray that each one of us in this season ahead, would just get to know the spirit of truth to be our real friend, to be our comforter, to be our helper, to be our guide. Father, I pray that you would become so real to each one. And this morning, I pray that spirit of truth would lead people to Christ, that he would reveal Christ to them. Even this morning as we pray, you know, I just really sense this morning that there are some that have been watching in for a little while and this morning is your, your morning because God is starting to open up something to you. Do you know what? You've got to answer that question. This is how we really cross over from our old life and become a genuine Christian. We must really come to that place where the truth of who Jesus is begins to set us free on the inside. This morning I would like you, I'd like to introduce you to Christ and if you could, it would be just wonderful if you would pray this prayer after me. I uh, very much look forward to this time in our service each Sunday because this is a time when people who have never been to church find God. 
Or this can be a time where people who have left church can come back to God. Or people who've been in church, but it's, you know, they've lost their fire. This can be a time where you find God again. Do you want to pray after me? Just say these words this morning. Something is going to happen. Heavenly Father, I come to you in prayer asking for the forgiveness of my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that Jesus is your son and that he died on the cross of Calvary that I might be forgiven and have eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. Father, I believe that Jesus rose from the dead and I ask you right now to come into my life and be my personal Lord and Saviour. I repent of my sins and I will follow you all the days of my life because your word is truth. I confess with my mouth that I am born again and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. So once again, I really want to thank you for joining with us. And I really hope that as we prayed that prayer this morning, that something has happened on the inside of you. Wherever you are this morning, whether you're in sale, Gippsland or further abroad, I'd invite you to make contact with us through uh, our website and we can give you some information that will really help you understand who Jesus is. Maybe if you've been in church before and this morning is your morning where you've decided, I am going to come back to God, then we can connect you with the church near you. So once again, thank you and God bless you. Have a wonderful week.